let's get it. Hop off a 16 passenger. This a G5. No, this not a challenger. Big one. I keep some members with me in the fridge. The coat seats. Allows me to public do publicity for people. It allows me to do bookings. It's just so much when it comes to the marketing. Um, so from there, I kind of created my own brand called Ibar. Okay, that's why I got this big old. All right, you know, all right, all right. Y'all go check the eyebar out on 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 uh on Instagram. I dot marketing. No, eye dot create. Eye dot create marketing. Yeah. Instagram. As soon as you type that eye dot, I'm pulling up first one. You're the only That's one. Right. Yeah. Oh, Most oh, definitely. Only one. Best one. So yeah, Most you know, eyebar. I just go around from San Diego to LA, Palm Springs, kind of that whole little tripod down here, and just do bar service in people's house. You know, mm. 2020 really helped me get this started because a lot of people was partying at home. It mm -hmm. wasn't going nowhere. So I was risking my life <laughs> going in their house <laughs> to entertain them and stuff, mm -hmm. make things better for them during that time. And now it's boosting. I already got um, from then, I got two bartenders that work with me and we kind of just rock out like that all over the city. That's what's okay. up. So I heard you mention... Uh... Your education, your experience. So, like, I understand you're an HBCU grad. How did, like, you know, going to an HBCU, but I understand you, like, you graduated from North Texas, but you went to an HBCU. How did that experience help you in, like, what you're doing right now? Cheers. HBCU? Yes. yes. Um, so, ooh, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you guys. Coming from California, going to Texas, one, I had never seen so many black people in my life. There was black people wow. at McDonald's, black people at Walmart. It was really a culture shock. So yeah. seeing, I'm going to be honest, seeing a lot of black men at one time, I told my dad, I'm going to school in Texas. I'm staying here. Uh, <laughs> he got me in. after that. He was like, you're, go you're going to this? You know what? He packed up my stuff. He drove me to Texas and dropped me off. He was like, when you change your mind, call me. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Pops was like, I'm leaving you right where you at. This is too well. Yeah, he said, Don't you get in no trouble out here. But wow. uh I didn't. I love going to an HBCU. It really brings culture to your life. It uh brings cohesion and understanding for what you are, where you come from, all these different things, you know, that I didn't have before because I my black community is my family, you know. Sure. So I really loved it. I spent a lot of time there. I learned about what sororities and fraternities. I had I only knew about games. You know? <laughs> real talk, real talk, real talk. Shoot, they gang bang too, but they <laughs> two hand symbols. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, well. That's crazy. So like I went to an HBCU too, so that's where like it's a connection. So I went to Langston in Oklahoma after I left Nebraska. Oh, we played Langston a bunch of times. Paul right, right. College. That was, that was our rival, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, <laughs> I know the fellas got some questions. So, so, Coach, you know what I'm saying? Fire away. And we got a lot of questions for you. A lot what's of stuff up, Coach? Coach, you got what's your headphones Cheers to you, my friend. Thank you for joining us this evening, man. So my first question uh, for you is, you are a Black-owned business, Black business. Shout out to Black business, man. Definitely check out that, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, are, we are big advocates of Black business, man. Like, uh, kind in the building. <laughs> Is <laughs> how hard was it for you to get your business off the ground? Um, it's not that it's hard, it's that it's scary. 
you know? It's okay. easy to get the paperwork done and call yourself a business, but it's scary to put yourself out there and do it. So, you know, just not knowing, I, I not knowing what people are going to think or how they're going to receive it. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I've been in this industry for 15 years. Mm. So I just took what I already knew and just put it to use. So it ended that up, you know, hurt. working out for me. I was with that, you know. And uh, I'm definitely. loving where we're going. I'm telling you, I'm touching so many families right now. I love that. And that's, that's great up. to hear, especially you got to have that passion for what you do. And so when it comes down to passion, Leave what face, experience, honey. what experience do you bring to the company? I mean, to the to the customer when they book you to come out and you know cater or be the bartender. What experience does the customer get? So the experience that I bring to my clients is just more like accountability. You know what I mean? Be accountable for what I'm about, this service I'm about to give to you. Mm -hmm. You know, starting it, you know, offering the total package from beginning to end. You know, more catering to my clients so they don't have to stress their brain about it. People don't okay. realize how stressful it is to plan a party. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But true. I want to be that person to take at least one aspect of the party off your hands. So my yeah. clients, I, I don't just book parties. I organize with them. You know, so I bring organization uh, to the experience, you know, helping them with their list on how much to buy. You know, people don't know what to buy when it comes to alcohol. They know people like to drink, but they don't really exactly. know how much to buy. So I break it down exactly. based upon how many people are going to be there. So you don't end up with all this liquor that is just going right. to sit there. You know, we want to use that. We're going to drink the next day. <laughs> or maybe it's a lot of my clients don't even drink. Mm -hmm. They only just drink for that moment. So oh. they have liquor at their house for a year, you know? Wow. And so mm -hmm. the goal is just to get rid of it. And that kind of comes from like club industry, you know, trying to sell out, you know, let's sell it wow. out let's, and let's get a new inventory. Cause it goes bad. People don't realize that liquor and mixers and stuff like that. It gets old after a while. It does have an expiration date. Wow. Okay, Most okay. definitely. I mean, I don't think we ever experienced expired liquor because my bottles be gone. I don't know about y'all, but hey, it's gone. Expired. Liquor. The liquor free. I got the bar right here with y'all right now. I'm at the bar. I got the bar. We got the bar set up right here. I got my Christmas treat right there. You feel me? So you come with everything when you show up to, to, to a party. You come with everything? Yeah, it really just depends on what is with the booking. You know, um, you got some backyard boogies that just need a little simple setup. So I do a basic bar with like a four-foot table or eight-foot bar, and I customize it and set it up. I got the little risers that for the bottle. So it really gives you that club experience. You know when you walk up yeah, to the right. bar at the club and you put your hands down and you yeah. look at the display and you're like, hey, I don't know what I want, but I'm gonna get the same thing I always get. It's it's that vibe. Um, and then you got some bigger events where I have like weddings or celebrations of life where the venue already has a bar. So I bring like all the bar mats, the materials, the garnishes, um, the cups, the straws. I bring 
everything you can think of that the bar is going to need to function for four to six hours. Okay. Now, so backup juices, ice, all the whole the whole thing. My clients don't have to worry about nothing. I do it all for them, and they just pay for that complete service. A one. So you a full service mobile bar, essentially. That's what full you know. service. Okay. Full service. So you got you got like all the fruit cut up. You got like everything ready to go. Right. Yeah. That's so yep. dope. But uh, the next question I want to ask: talking about the business, do do you think it's a double standard? When it comes to women in business, as opposed to men, standard when it comes to dominated like bartending and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, my major competition is Hispanic males, hmm. so wow. I got to compete with those guys. But um, what's what's happening though? What's really happening is that this might sound crazy to a lot of people, but this is how the hell I think. What's happening is. You know, I'm bringing that catering back. And a lot of these big-time families that are white or Caucasian or Arab or whatever, they have people that work for them. So they want to hire me because I'm black. And they want me to come work for them because I'm black. So it's actually putting me in a spotlight and helping me win over that Hispanic male. There's not even a lot of black males in my industry. I wish there were. I'm motivating some. I'm trying to reach out to some, like, you know, young guys, some teenagers, because you can really start bartending about 18, 19 in certain states. Right. So um, fresh college students, people who don't know what to do with their life. You know, this is a good (laughs) outlet to hustle with. You know, you don't got to sell drugs. You don't got to be out pimping and hoeing on the streets. This is pimping and hoeing, I swear. And we ain't knocking all them other side hustles now. Hey, somebody got to do the mother things around here. You know what I mean? Make the money around here. Hey, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm trying to say, you know, you, I get all kind of numbers slid to me behind the bar. You feel me? I'm just saying. Okay, so, okay. At the end of the day, this kind of environment makes an environment for more. You know what I mean? So I, I do want to introduce more men into doing this like i got a brother right now he's roaming around he don't know what to do with himself he a fly guy and i'm like why would you come work with me come work with me in some of these mansions and let's go ahead and do business come work with me get exposure therefore maybe you can get your own setup and i can see you out on your own gigs you know again one of these little gigs is like 500 a day like for four hours you know yeah it's, it's real right easy there. money, and there's a lot of money to go around for everybody. It's okay. just, hey, hey Rennie, we got a question out there. Okay. It says, do you offer mocktails for those those non-drinkers? I sure do. It's the holiday, so I've been <laughs> hey. Okay, we've been doing holiday eggnog. We've been doing all kind of stuff. Everybody's My kids, that. I just did a, for Halloween, I did a quinceanera. Quinceanera for okay. Halloween. And we had, uh, in the venue, we had two bar setups. One bar, the the, this side, the left side of the bar was set up for the kids. So I had juice mixers. We had juice boxes displays out there. I That's had dope right there. Mixed punch. I created them a little menu that's, that has all their drinks on it and stuff that they like. See, 
I make custom menus. Okay, okay. So, you know, depending on the event, I'll design the menu for that event. So it's real That's personalized. So you know, I want That's it to so be based good. upon the theme, their energy, to where everything's cohesive, and I'm just there. That's what's right up. Right. That's what's up. Totally, totally feel that, man. Yeah, Shout so out to everybody that's always prepared, man. So <laughs> you uh you've been in this business for a while. You've been doing doing pretty good, man. Like uh of course you're asking people to actually like try to get into these things and um they don't do so well. What would be some great advice to give somebody that's not like doing particularly well in uh, on the side of business, man, like ain't getting a lot of clients, uh clientele, things of that nature? Like what advice can you give them, man, to like Kind of keep their heads up and keep the uh, positivity going for you know what I'm saying? let them know like don't give up on the uh, situation they got going right now the best thing i can tell you is bring your personality don't nobody mm. want no stale yeah. bartender that part somebody that's just right there just robot you know yeah, you gotta no. bring your personality you gotta be memorable um you know mm. be ahead of what they want okay you know that these people need a shot Make the shot and give it. Have them ready. You know? And we walking shot up in there. When you party over here, and when you're coming in, you <laughs> know, fine. you know, you about to be 45 minutes late. But when right. you get there, do you want to wait on your drink? No, you want your drink ready, waiting on you ready for you to, to receive it. So that's what I do. I make a lot of drinks up front. So as people are coming in, they're already coming into the party. I set the tone from the beginning. And I follow through that same energy to the end. And so that's what I would recommend to my fellow bartenders or anybody that's trying to get in this industry is to bring out the personality in my office. Yes, sir. Most definitely. So so look, so so like that's awesome, right? So like that that brings me to another question, right? So your business is not only like like your source of income, you got a nine to five, right? So how do you go about juggling having a nine to five, running a business? having a family, being a big sister, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does how do you juggle doing all that and try to be a business owner? And is, like, business your main thing? Are you going to leave your nine-to-five and eventually just do the business? So I'm the princess. You know, I got another name, too, Contessa <laughs> Gwendamere. So that means that I got the ability to juggle all these wait, wait, wait. What's the name once. again? What's the name again? What's the name again? Contessa Gwendamere. <laughs> that is the princess's name. Okay. So, because I am a queen in making, I'm not there yet. I'm going to be there by the time I get about 50. But since I'm a princess, there's all these different things that I have to learn, these concepts to put, bring my life in whole. So, you know, I just do what makes me happy. I, my nine to five, I do that because it makes me happy to have good health benefits. Okay. Mm, I love my that. medical care. <laughs> I got a kid. So right, I right, that. right, right. Getting my medical benefits through them. I don't want to pay for that under my business. That is a lot. And then with I go ahead and start having employees and I gotta pay for their stuff too. So right now everybody is gonna be contract bartenders. Okay. And I'm gonna keep my nine to five for the benefits, for the four oh one K, for my uh all my benefits, just everything that goes with it, you know, pensions, you know, stuff that I can build on later in my life and have Ooh. On my back end for my daughter. Yeah, most people don't well, understand that. I went to college, so I want everything that I learned in college. They teach you how to go be in corporate world. It's like a cycle. It's just how it's supposed to go. You go to college, you go to corporate. Yeah. That's what it is. 
And then once you go to corporate, you learn what you need to know, and then you start your own business. <laughs> and you go get your house, and the car, and then you get married, and your kids. Like, there is a sequence and a domino effect to this life thing. And my thing is, I want to master it from every angle. With Kyla, wow. you know, I go to work. Right now, I'm working at Geico. Dang, I didn't say that too loud. Nah. I got I got a corporate <laughs> job. I work, uh, I just changed my shift, thank God. So it's a night shift. I work four, day, five, four days a week, 3 to 11. I'm sorry, five days a week, 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. What that allows me to do is get up, take college to school, run errands, talk to my clients, find new clients, promote, promote, you know, whether I'm outside at the market, at the gas station, whatever I'm doing, I'm promote, promoting until about 2.30. I'm working. Then I get caught up from school, start my night job, work that to about 11. Then I go back to talking to clients because now everybody that's getting off of work who didn't put their kids to sleep, now they want to find out the things that they need. So they're texting me late at night. And I win because I'm the late worm that's up. You know, it ain't the early worm all the time. Sometimes it's who's up in the middle of the night. Yeah, most definitely. Night out. The and that be me. So that's where I win because I I always answer, always. I, I got I got another question real quick. Late late nights and long hours. Yes, sir. Look, you sleep when you die. I never say I'm going to sleep. I say I'm taking a nap or I'm gonna <laughs> rest. But I'm I don't sleep at all. Sleep is for the rich. They don't even sleep. Rich people don't sleep because in order for them to stay rich, they have to do a lot of shit. And they don't got time to sleep. That's why you see them with their bags and shit under their eyes. But the good thing about me being chocolate is that chocolate is always sweet. I must be rich with a motherfucker there. Shit. Look, you don't even got no bags. You ain't ain't been to sleep in two weeks. My bag's deep as hell. (laughs) No, that's just your eyes. You just got some big ass eyes. (laughs) Hey, shout out to your hustle for real. You know, listening to your schedule and everything that you got going on. Shout out to your hustle. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Cheers. It came a long way, though. I really kind of got into this industry back in college. You know, when I went to Texas, I was out there and I was getting motivated. I'm on this campus. There's nothing else out there but the campus. And I'm used to the city. So I'm like, how can I get off this campus? It clicked to me. I needed some money. Bartended. I called my auntie Skipper. I said, Auntie, I want to bartend. Can you put me in bar school? She paid for my bar school. I think it was like 200 bucks back then. Mm-hmm. I did the bar school. I knocked it out early. She was so proud of me. Boom. Next thing you know, I called every single bar in downtown Dallas. I called everyone and asked them, will they hire me? And the only one that actually hired me was the only Black-owned bar in downtown Dallas. It was called mm. Ice Bar at the time. So I Shout out to the Ice Bar. Okay. Chauncey and Sneak, he's my mentor. He really showed me how to run this bar stuff up and run clubs but i started doing that at 19 you know and working in the club with him watch letting him mold me you know shout out to twan for being my manager and showing me this whole game nikki they all raised me in this industry and next you know i was general managing i lost a lot of friends 
you know, I didn't, because I was always working on the yeah. weekends, you know, I'm like, y'all can come kick it with me at the club. I was running college nights at my club. I'm running all kind of different nights, dealing with promoters. Shout out to Definition DJs. They had tons of DJs, open mics. I didn't see so many artists get broke in the city of San Diego, like the road music. Um, you know, this kid named J.R. Patton I used to work with. Shout out to Fam Life. That's an independent record label I was on, doing marketing, public relations, just on tours. I done been in New York on 106 in part. So okay. this bartending sure. stuff sure. hasn't only just been bartending <laughs> stuff. It is entertainment industry. Yeah. And so I've been able to branch out into music. Yes, I've been able to branch yes, out into partying events. I've been able to branch out into so many different yes, aspects of entertainment industry that I don't see it no other way. My, this is where I'm supposed to be. Uh, that, hey, that part, when you, when, you, when you fall into your purpose, you know. Definitely. Yeah, I just got the energy. It's unmatched. I'm a vibe. I know how to talk to people. And that's number uh, one, too. You got to know how to talk to people. Even yeah. when they are impaired, you have to have <laughs> some empathy for these folks. You know, people are going through stuff and they might need a shot to get through. Hey, it. get coach about get coach about 30 minutes. He'll be impaired. Coach, let me get a shot. <laughs> Come on, coach. Hold on. Let me point me a shot, coach. That is definitely true. Coach, <laughs> we can talk about it. I didn't have been a counselor, okay? I'm a therapist. <laughs> I, I'll even be your drinking partner. Okay. We, so. Whatever you need to do to get through this moment, by the time you get done talking to me, your life will be changed. I promise. Okay. Here, coach, this was to you, Coach. Shout out to you, Steve. <laughs> Cheers. Coach, do you know how to cook? I know I do that very well. Well, thank you. I need you to send me some lemon pepper wings. I'm hungry. Oh, man. Now, I'm the king of some of these things. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> some of these things. So, I used to be in the business myself, man, the uh, promotion and club business and things of that nature, man. And, heavy. Um, heavy. I totally know that story. I totally know the direction, everything you're heading in, stuff like that. So, this part of the, uh, this part of the cast, this part of the pod is called Hey, remember when? I'm gonna give you a scenario, and I want you to see if you can relate to this scenario, and give us some insight on what you did to handle this uh said scenario. So yeah. you in the All club, right now. you in the club, everything's going well. You're doing a 21 and up party, so you know how these things can be. You come in, you do a little surveying of the other landscape. You get in there, and then you see. A young man standing on top of the speaker with a blunt in his mouth, and he got a drink. <laughs> and he goes, now, who want to mess with Sunnyside Court? Now, your first <laughs> is, hey, we don't want to have an in incident in this place. So my thing is, what do you do to de-escalate this? How do you get this young man who's risking his life right now on top of this speaker? How do you talk him down? How do you get this man to come down and, and save another life in the club that night? You know what I do? Well, in rescue. the past, what I've had to do was come from behind that damn bar, tap him on his damn foot, and say, <laughs> come on down. 
Get down from there. What are you doing? You need to get your ass off that speaker. And they be like, oh, Remy, my oh, bad, wow. my bad, Remy, I'm sorry. Yeah, now I'm going to have to put your ass out if you get up there again. I'm going to call security on you. I'm just going straight okay. over there and let them know exactly what the hell they need to do. Get your ass down up off my speaker because you don't got no money to pay for this. That part. <laughs> and mostly because I'm me, because I'm who I am, they receive it okay. They get it. I don't really have that problem. They're going to get their ass down if they want another drink. And then sometimes I'll be like, well, come take a shot with me then. Come on, to meet me at the bar and let's take a shot. Right. And you was an athlete. So you was a cheerleader. You was an athlete. Lucky is back. Lucky Cowboy back, back in the building. Where's Coach? Let me get. Lucky! So we back in the building. Somebody Come hating on, on us out there, bar. Just yeah. cut everybody off. Hey, y'all hear us out there in uh, in Fanland? Let us know if y'all hear us. We hear y'all definitely throw in my face. But look, I was just asking Rennie, being an athlete, he was a cheerleader, I understand, right? So being an athlete, how did that prepare you for business? Did it make you have a competitive edge? Did it make you say, I got to be the best? Like, how did, like, being, a, like, an athlete, how did that prepare you to be who you are today as far as I create marketing and having to be a black woman in a, in a, in a male-dominated business, having to be a black woman, like, going up against, like, different, like, you know, different obstacles that you got to deal with? Because it ain't just business. A lot of stuff that go on in the life of a black woman. So how was being an athlete, you know what I'm saying, help you prepare to be that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, actually, you know, I got to give credits and kudos to my mom. You know, she really wanted me to be around some other girls, right? And really have some people to play with. She wanted me, it was always about putting me in a place where I could see other kids. Mm. And so she got me into sports and I started cheering at like nine and you know met a lot of cheer sisters my whole cousin my whole family everybody was involved everybody so it was like regular you know for us to be a part of this thing every day and watching my mom you know hustle and fundraise. i didn't know what she was doing at the time i, yeah. I don't know but now i know that she was fundraising you know she was talking to parents she was Hustling. um organizing she was doing all Ooh. these different things to make her team flourish and so Growing up with my mom as my coach and kind of being around all these different girls, they're still my friends to this day, you know, those cheerleaders. Wow. I played softball to my That's dad. Nice. He was a minor baseball player. So he played baseball okay. all through his life. So I did softball, won championships, starting catcher. I like to have eyes on the field, and I was catcher. Okay. So I'm, I'm coming for you. They never tried me at the plate because they was getting run over like a football player. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? But, you know, just being a part of all that organized sport, it really helps structure your life. And it makes you organized as a person because you got to wake up at this time. You got to go to school at this time. You have to get out of school. You got to go to practice at this time. You got to train. You got to go to games at this time. So, that constant structure, I did that for about 16 years. It really kept mm -hmm. me out of a lot of trouble. 
you know, um, I got a little bit that my peoples don't know about how I was who riding at 2 30 in the morning when y'all hey. sleep. Hey. We all been there. Ain't nobody been to act like you know what I'm saying? We ain't been in them streets. Because I had a spare key to her house and we used to go to her house and turn up while she wasn't there. But Carlito was there though. That part, that part, 100. You know, hey, yo, yo, speaking of athletes, man, I got a funny story, right? So I couldn't find my niche in basketball, football, things of that nature, right? So I found something that ended up becoming my passion. And what it was, was power it, hot wings for a living? No, I was a power walker. I was a professional power walker. What? And so, you, yeah, you I was look like you could have been an ex-bodybuilder, too. No, I was, I was a professional <laughs> power walker. So what, 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 you don't know the gruel and the grind that it takes to like be a professional yeah, power you know, and the stress that it has on your calves and hamstring. Man, I blew a hamstring got in a 40k, man. I was walking a 40k against this dude named um Bobby Bobby Sinclair. And so Bobby Sinclair was like the Bobby Fisher. Can you know what I mean? So we got into a grueling one-on-one to the uh, last leg of the finish line, man. And it's a uh, 40k that we were walking. And so I had a good stride going, I was moving. I was thrusting my elbows. I was moving my shoulders in a fluent motion to get everything moving in the right direction. He was walking fast like this, huh, Coach? He was in there like this, huh, Coach? He was leaning a little bit. With the wobble legs. You got to lean in a little bit. You got to keep moving in the butt like this. Yeah, power walking in Inglewood. Yeah, really, though. Now, what block? Well, every block in every block in Inglewood, you had to power walk down because if you didn't power walk down those blocks, you'd probably be a casualty of war. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the one Inglewood. I'm the one Inglewood. That part. Yeah, man. Um, and so, like, I blew out my I blew out my patella tendon, man, doing power walking. It was the worst day of my life. You know what I mean? It was the worst day of my life, and I had to realize that it was other things in the in the cards for me. I had other plans. No, God had other things lined up for me. And so that's how I got into the club, you know what I'm saying? Because in the clubbing, all I had to do was take a clicker and count how many people was in that going stage and point, you know what I'm saying? And make sure the bar was all stocked up properly and things of that nature. So I thank God for the athletic gift that he gave me as a power walker. But I really appreciate that he put me in a position to be better as a uh, as a club promoter. And I think that was a great uh, lesson that I learned, man. It's a life lesson I like to pass on to a lot of these young people that I uh, come across in these school systems and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? I teach them that even though I was a power walker and I was like, pretty damn good at it. You know what I mean? I was pretty good at being a power walker. I was able to like channel that into something different and make my life a little better. So shout out to everybody. You may not be a power walker like me. You may not have been the, the power walker that I was because truly it was, it was, I was unmatched in that, you know what I mean? I was unmatched in the power walking um, uh, field, you know what I mean? And so Bro. I had to, I had to find other Bro. things, other avenues when my athletic skills failed me, man. And I thank God for that, man. <laughs> Well, Amen. me too, Coach, Amen. Amen. if it weren't for them athletics failing you, we wouldn't be relating right now because I don't fail, and I'm an athlete, bro. but, you know, it bro. led you to God be in promotion glory, like bro. me, and God I really appreciate that, glory, that everybody should just do what makes them feel happy. You know, for me, I got into it because God needed me to learn about culture. I had no idea about black culture outside of my own group. I was like in a bubble. And so I got in this and then I learned that these girls were Eve. I learned about different color hair and nails and all this stuff that I had never seen before. I didn't even know anything exactly. about it at all. And exactly. So really I, got into the game. I got into the game and 
And like you should see like the places that I push power walking to. You know what I'm saying? Now they have commercials, like they have like uh they have like promotions and all type of things of that nature. And you know who I talk to like he's like a uh a, a top tier power walk. You know who I talk? Oh Chris Paul. Chris Paul got all state commercials. Chris Paul got state farm commercials with uh you know, no, he, he getting promotions and stuff like that because I taught him that game. Great basketball player, but an exceptional power walker. Real talk. I'm gonna put your Real head talk. on a power walking body and make a meme out of you. Man, like I would appreciate that because people don't really know what I sacrificed to get everybody what they get in the power walking game right now. Real coach, talk. coach, I'm sorry, but you are just so funny. I feel like I just want to crack jokes on you all day, and you wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> Man, I, I just know, I just know, like, the, the lives that I touch, man, like, all the little kids that meet me at the finish line every time I finish a race, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just did a 5K with my daughter. And the joy that I see in the finals, and they, and they say, they, Nike was even going to give me a deal. Nobody noticed, but Nike was going to give me a deal. You know, you know, when Tiger Woods was big, I was big, like, yeah. this as well. So, they had a whole thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to get you that deal still. You still deserve that deal. And we're going to still get you that deal today. We're going to get them the Nike power walking deal. Yeah. We need some some power walking clothes for people of color. Power walk. Okay. okay. Like Peloton. You know what I'm saying? Like Peloton. Like shoes and everything for power walking. Like Nike was going to give me my own shoe and everything. It was called the the PW4. Well, now we just going to call them coaches. Hey, man. They call Kanye. Kanye might well call them coaches. You feel me? I'm just open to the world, and I, you know, and I'm gonna just be me. I'm excited. I ain't afraid no more. Yo, yo, <laughs> Teddy, what's up, man? What's man, up? Facebook holding us down. What's going on? Yeah, I had to come through and shut it down like that. See, this is how my parties be. My parties hey. be like this. I shut the parties down all the time. You should have seen these people last night. They like, oh, we need it stronger. We need it stronger. So I gave them some Grinch juice and told them to drink this and see how you feel in 30 minutes. By the time I was packing up and leaving, the host of the party said he need to lay down and take a nap. He fell asleep standing up. I was like, that is what type of party. If you ain't leaning, you ain't drinking. Man! They gonna wake up today and be like that damn bartender. <laughs> and, and you know what's so funny? A lot of when I was working in the clubs, I couldn't work with nobody. This is why I had to go to jail. I had to we, start managing clubs because I couldn't just I, be a bartender anymore <clears throat> because I was taking all the customers. Nobody would want to wait in line for the other bartenders. Yeah, they wait in my line for just for me. And so they wasn't making no money. So my I had I had the boss up. And I had to start hiring bartenders to run the bar. And then, you know, me just catering to my clients. But this is the energy I bring, man. I shut it down everywhere. Facebook, I shut you down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Ain't no more. It's over with. It's exploded. Nothing else to it. Hey, I think I'm going to let y'all keep doing this up in here. Spread this positivity and love. Spread this positivity and love. No, not at all. Don't mess it up. Wait, there are some questions I got for y'all, though. I do got some questions for y'all before we part. You know, we're going to have to take an extra 15 minutes to finish this. Oh, yeah, we're going to get back. My question for y'all is, what made you guys come up with the cigar bar? This is so cool. How did this come about? 
Okay. Well, I'll go first. All right. Well, we had a conversation. We got a conversation. We all family. We had a conversation. And we said, yo, what would be a good thing to do, man? You know, like, and we came with the cigar box. We thought it was like, like grown, grown folk stuff. You know what I'm saying? We thought it'd be a great idea to like come from a different um aspect of like things that we talk about every day on uh social media. And like, we get together on the phone. We see how fluent and how like organic the conversations be. You know what I'm saying? So we thought it'd be a great idea to just share this with everybody, man. And then like, we saw like politicking and having conversations. And then, you know, we got into the spot where, yo, that'd be great because we are great. The chemistry is great with us. Let's get some people on, you know what I'm saying? That's like willing to laugh, tell their stories. And you know what I'm saying? Like, man, first TikTok, not this shit. <laughs> exactly, man. Rigo, what's up, baby? What's going on, man? Welcome to the Cigar Bar, man. What's happening, man? Rennie, if you out there, man, come through, man. We had a great show, man. Great talk with her, man, about the great things she's doing in the entertainment industry, man. Notice the things that she got going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, mobile boxing, man, full service if you need it, you know what I mean? Shout out to her. So if you there, come back through, you know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna let Facebook spoil a good time, you feel me? But shout out to everybody with their stick and their brick, you know what I'm saying? Smoking good, drinking good, you feel me? Most definitely. We ain't gonna, gonna like, uh, destroy the best stuff, you know? Rigo, what's up, man? Shout out to my homies in East Texas, man. Baron Bishop, you back, man. Thank you for coming back through, bro. We here, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if all of us can't stay long, we can stay for a little bit, man. Chop it up. Just see what's going on in the world out here today, man. We got the cigar bar wide open, man. We here. Yeah, man. Well, shit, man. I'm gonna go ahead. I gotta make this move, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get my outro. Um, go ahead, buddy. Man, I'm gonna let y'all know. You know, on this day, we getting closer to the new year. So before I get cut off, I ain't gonna make it long. The new year is coming. It ain't got nothing to do with what you're gonna do for the new year. It ain't got nothing to do for your new year's resolution. It's called another day. Another day to be great, another day to be awesome, and another day to bless somebody else. So get beside yourself, humble yourself, and make sure, like always, lucky cow home, be easy breezy, young fly, and sexy. And I'm out this thing. Shout out to you, Luck. Hey, we're gonna definitely get back up, man. We're gonna get Remy back on. And uh, you know, we gonna hold it down. They they can't stop us. Yeah, Remy, I see you keep commenting on the old video, man. Come through the new video, man. We're here, man. Kevo, you gonna stay on for a little bit with me, man. I know we're gonna check you a little bit a little bit later, Robbo. All right, y'all. Yes, sir. Love. Love be easy, baby. Yeah. Cigar Love. Bar, baby. In the building, definitely. Yeah. It's been, it's been Cheers, baby. Oh, here she comes. Drum roll, please. <laughs> One thing before we start again, right? We gotta make sure that we gotta make sure that we like, like like slow down on the cursing and all that kind of stuff so we can stay online. You know Sorry. So we got you back. Sorry, y'all. What's up? What's going on, baby? Cheers to you, man. Cheers to Remy. She's back, man. Sorry, my true club energy came out. I was so turned and excited. Hey man, that's what's up. Man, that's how it happens, man. Like these are these are the conversations we are talking about, man. That like when you're comfortable with people, man, and things come organically, man. It makes it a whole lot better than what it uh actually supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody, man. That like had these conversations, man. These uh behind door conversations, man. We bring them out here to the people, man. Let people come in and enjoy it, man. It's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really think that what you got going on because I've been in that situation before in the um in the entertainment industry, man. Where it's like. You got to really humble yourself because you want you want people to like know the good side of you. You know what I'm saying? Like we understand we all got to deal with business and how that thing go, but 
I think it's dope, man, that you like uh, full service people and give everybody uh, what they need, man, and um, the business that you have, man. So kudos to you, man. Shout out to you. Cheers to you for that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are definitely happy that we had you here. We're going to get a little more content. What's going on, Fed? Shout out to everybody in the live right now, man, coming through. We rocking with our girl with me right now. E-Y-E dot. E-Y-E dot. I. West side. From the west side of the map, you feel me? From the west side of the map. She is straight from sunny California. You know what I'm saying? When we talk to our girl, Miss Remy, you know what I'm saying? Natalie Collins, thank you for coming in, man. Love y'all, man. We definitely so Remy, we got our girl Remy right here, man. Like we talking to a uh, real deal black business owner. We talking to somebody that's like really got the wheels going, got things moving, and got uh plans in motion. You know what I'm saying? So speaking of that, since we in the vein of that right now, what are your plans for the future? What can we expect from your company 2022? Thank you. Um, so for my company, I create marketing. That's E-Y-E dot create marketing. Follow me on Instagram. Um, but my, my plans for the 2023 is just building more business, touching more people, touching more organizations, you know, touching more cities, letting people know that it's okay to, you know, do the things that make you comfortable to serve. You know, I realized that I'm just a person here to serve and no matter what the energy is, I, I'm here for it. Sometimes I'm able to turn the energy around, you know, people have moments and I'm able to turn those moments into smiles. So, you know, I'm just here to let people know that you could do it. And for me next year, I'm going to be building teams. You know, right now I'm working with me and I got a couple other bartenders, but I plan on having a team of like 10. So where mm. we're just touching so many different people, uh, just, hey. you know, helping everybody just organize and make their yeah. events better, you know, you know, really be, bring in that bar aspect to every event because I've learned that events have changed. You know, people aren't just going out to clubs and bars anymore. You know, we're keeping our money in, all money in. So, you know, if I got to come to you, then that's just what we're going to have to do so we can make it, make it a real event and yeah. you know 2023 yeah. is just big for us we're gonna be building teams and just touching more people get more out there influencing more community just putting myself out there more because that's that's what i want to do just get more out there and we still gotta be teed up on this live you know what i'm saying because facebook can't hold me back facebook can't hold me back because we in here right so look i got a question right that we ask everybody to come on the show if you could have a stick cigar and a drink a brick with anybody in the world dead or alive who would it be let us hear it honestly i think i would want to have my stick in my brick with whitney houston hey i drink whitney baby yes indeed not whitney yeah whitney houston Whitney Houston, because she's been around. She was in the industry when she was like a young kid, 14, 12 to 13, 14, really getting exposed to some adult life. And I just want to be able to sit up and talk to her about her childhood experience and how that transitioned to adult experience and how different things influenced her to make the decisions she made and how it made and how her life choices, it, made, uh, it put her in the position she is or where she ended up. So, you know, I really just want to get some. I feel like she would just keep it 100 with me. I think she would be funny. 
Yeah. I think she would break yeah. out in song all the time, which I bring, I love. Um, so yeah, I would definitely love that type of moment. Yeah. That's what's Ooh. up, man. Me, me. That was, that was a good one, man. That's what that's one that's one that I would that I would like definitely I would definitely want to have a stick in the brick with Whitney Houston, man. But right now, how I'm feeling right now, I would love to have a stick in the brick with Bernie Mac, man. Shout out to Bernie oh. Mac. Because <laughs> hey, sometimes you just need a laugh, man. Yeah. You just need somebody yeah. to sit down and have a laugh with, man. And like Bernie will definitely supply that. Because Bernie will come through that thing, man, like, huh, I don't know what nobody told none of y'all. You understand what I'm saying? I'm I'm tired of these kids. You stir that thing like Muslim coffee. You understand what I'm saying? First of all, you gotta understand. See, check this out, America. First of all, the kids yeah. ain't mine. They my sister's kids. So when I talk about my sister's kids, <laughs> I'm gonna stir that thing like coffee. You understand what I'm saying? Shit, I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. You feel me? Kick it, man. man. I love you. Kick it me right now, man. That would be super dope. I remember. Bernie Mac funeral at the yes. House of Hope, and it had cars down. Yes, the exit ramp. I went like to the this. funeral. Me and Mizzle. Me and Mizzle went to the funeral. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Shout out, Bernie Mac. Who would I have a stick in a brick with? I'd say a couple people. Who I have a stick in a brick with right now would be would be Prince. I have a stick in a brick with Prince. Ooh, that's interesting. He, not the butt, butt out Gene yeah. Prince. What's up? <laughs> not the butt out Gene Prince. <laughs> regular Prince. Not the butt I want to hear Prince, the other guy, the artist. The butt out, I ain't trying to do all that. I just want to have a stick in the brick with Prince because Prince was like one of the like major artists that was talking about owning your masters, right? And it kind of tied into what Rennie doing, right? Like owning your own stuff, being a boss, being independent, being able to hold it down. And a question I have you because we was talking about the dude on the speaker, how you would handle it. Like when you got really, really intoxicated yeah. at party, baby. You're a What's up, man? Will? Handling like, like shutting down drinks for somebody. Like, how are you? Cut, what's your cutoff method at your bar? Where it's like, I right, now nah, you had enough, no more drinks yeah. for you. How do you do that? How you handle that? Woman? I let them down easy. You know, I, I, I let them down easy. I'm soft with them. You know, be like, how? How are you feeling? Are you okay? You want some water? No, nah, I want no water. Give me another drink. Okay, hold on. And I just ignore them and go to the next person because sometimes doing that they realize that they're faded in that moment where they had to wait three, four, five minutes yeah. and I'm working with the other person. So they have to wait. And then eventually yeah. they just leave the bar because they yeah. realize like, you know what, maybe I didn't even need that. Yeah. And something in them just goes the other direction. So I give it time. And then if I, I do got to come back a second time and be a little more assertive or aggressive with it, then it's like, Hey boo, you know, you're looking a little tipsy, you're looking a little faded. You, who's driving you? You know, can I call you a taxi? Can I call you an Uber? It's my job to make sure that you're drinking responsibly and that you're not drinking and driving. You know, if you do need to leave your car parked somewhere, go with a friend, you know, call an Uber. It's cheaper to call an Uber and spend that up to $50, whatever it is, versus paying thousands of dollars in DUIs and things like that. So I definitely want to promote that for us as, uh, you know, a culture and just let people know that it's okay but just if you're gonna do, do it you have to be responsible in your actions because you got loved ones you got people that are watching you following you and you want to set a good example in the things that you're doing so definitely so, I would, 
Bro, I got another thing I want to ask you right quick. You say you're a full service bar and you're like, you went to bartending school. So you legit, you're a real bartender. So I got a little, you know, I want to put one minute on this little clock I got. And I'm going to ask you what goes into some of these drinks. And you got to answer like some of these drinks, I'm going to tell you. And I, I got my little list right here. So let you know on some of these drinks right here. I want to make sure you really on point when you're making these. I got a little list. <clears throat> And I'm gonna put a minute on this little clock, and I want to hear Man, what the ingredients oh, yeah. are. Is ready? I'm ready. I, I'm ready. As I'm gonna be. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, ready, set, go. Tequila Sunrise. What's in it? Tequila Orange Juice Grenadine. Damn. Okay. Uh, French Connection. Oh God, I haven't made a French Connection in a long time. French Connection. Pass. Yeah, pass, yeah. Bailey's in it and some Kahlua. Pass, pass. We're going to go to the next one. Pink, pink. Oh, God. Okay, that's a vodka. A lot of people put whipped cream and some kind of pink lemonade. Yes, sir. Let's go. Okay, next one. Next one. Uh, next one. Uh, Mudslide. Ooh. Kahlua, Kahlua. Bailey's. Okay. And some vodka. And, uh, and some vodka, yeah. James Bond. Martin. Oh, oh, God. Sounds like it's just a whole lot of 007. But I don't know. James Bond? Sheesh. James Bond is okay. a martini straight. Oh, dirty? Dirty martini. Oh. We got oh. you know, just some gin or vodka and some olives. And some wow. olives. Okay. Sex on the beach. Oh, vodka, cran, pineapple. Yes, sir. That's it. Give it up for Rennes. Let's go. Let's go. Cheers you are real. You, you knew what was up. Cheers to you. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Jimmy Bar and Grand Marier, French Connection. Hello. You know what? I like Grand Marier with just some lemon juice. Because Grand Marier is a cognac. People don't know that, though. Shout out. It's actually a derivative. It's, it's from the Hennessy family. And it's just made with oranges and citrus. And a little more, the distillery gives it a little more sugar. And the longer it distills, it has more sugar in it. And so that's what makes Grand Marier great. If you want to take your cognac to a new level, the Grand Marier with lemon is all you need. Dang, you just really went technical on the sick. That's the bartending yep. school and shit. Like, oh. I love that. You know, but Rennie, I, I, got, a, I got a drink that, that we used to serve in the, in the club with us back in the day. When we feel like you had too much. It was called a Southern Comfort. Oh. And all it was... All it was, no, listen, all it was, was every juice that we had at the bar. So little people, people, uh, people thought they was drinking something fantastic, but that's just something that's kind of so beautiful. People are asking, you know what I'm saying? I have a target audience to try to make that business successful. Who are those people that you target when it comes to the eye bar? My target audience are people who don't go outside. Cool. People who want to party at home. Honestly, they know the repercussions of drinking and driving. They like to entertain their friends and family more intimately um, and just kind of not waste their money. Most people just want to drink and have fun. They don't want to go and spend yeah. a bunch of money to have fun because you don't really know what that outcome is going to look like. Um, so I just target people who, who have the same thrill and want to entertain their guests as much as I do. So you be in Southern California. 
I saw one of your reels. You had an event on a beach. How was that? Cause like we don't, our beach is like it, it's 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 some sand on by the lake. You got the ocean. <laughs> okay. How that a beach? How does that work? Well, it's really cool when you got a beach house because you can't drink on the beach here in San Diego. Oh. So most people rent the little side beach houses, shoreline houses, you know, to entertain their guests and their friends and family. And so that's what makes it easy for me. The weather's good here in San Diego, so I get to be outside on the deck. You know, once it gets dark, you got the lights going, the, the water is washing in, you can hear it, like all of it. The people talking, the rocks shaking in the mixer, the beach running, it's all like music to me. And it just gives me a sense of calmness to know that I'm in the right place at the right time. That's what's up. Robert Ward, what's up, man? That's so dope. Also, too, right, I got a lot of questions because I got a lot of stuff I want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you do weddings? I know you say you did a quinceanera. Do you do weddings? You do Christmas parties? You do you do Halloween? Like what? Like what? What all do you do? What What all comes with getting like an I create experience? So just any events, really. I do everything from weddings. Um, I do city community events where you got like museums and stuff that are having community events that need licensed bartenders that have insurance. That's the thing. I have to insure these people. Because if, if I serve you a drink and you leave and get in an accident or crash or somebody, there's a fatality or something like that, I gotta, that comes back to me. You know, I can face charges up to felony charges for somebody else drinking and driving and, and causing harm. Uh, so my insurance is what protects me from that. And big venues like weddings and, you know, where they actually have them at big venues and city events, you know, I carry that in that stuff where a lot of people a lot of bartenders don't have that they're just freelancing and just make mixing drinks you know for fun but this it's a real it's a real liability to be serving alcohol Bella, what's up but you know i for all kind of events everything anything you need we did the juneteenth event at the at the uh park we uh i didn't did what weddings christmas is this is the holiday season so i started booking holiday season at the beginning of the year but anywhere from little small house party events to big navy events i work with different sectors of the navy and they have holiday parties for their squadrons i got a couple of those lined up for january uh wedding seasons in the summer so i normally do a lot of those in the summer uh you know i don't even just do alcohol all the time like somebody asked about one of the questions was mocktails. Do I do mocktails? I, I said a mocktail bar. So, you know, that King Sieta that, that I was telling you all about, that was a Halloween King Sieta. So we have mocktails for the kids. You know, okay. sometimes I set up bars like energy bars. I do something called energy bars for my daughter's track team. And I set up a, a tent. I, I call it hospitality yeah, tent. And that. I set up a tent and I put snacks in there and water and electrolytes and fruit chopped up fruit we play the music it's like we put the hanging leaves we give them like an oasis vibe so they can when they're done running they got somewhere to come be somewhere to come relax it makes the kids feel real special like real vip you know um uh, so that was a hit last year i started you muted again you muted you muted your you muted your screen Rim. 
You muted it at the bottom. Remember, you muted your screen. It's cool though. We're gonna get back with you. Like all you gotta do is hit that button again and get back live with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can't hear you. We can't yeah. Hit you. Hit your, you hit, hit the mute button. I bring you back. You back. But uh, I learned a new way to get it faster. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But um, <laughs> it's just really just doing all kind of different bars. I'm working with a group right now um, to try to see if I can land a deal on a, a, a energy bar for them when they get done running. So they got a, a group of people that do do hikes and they go hike at different trails and stuff like that. And they run and get some exercise in. So my idea is to set up electrolyte bar where we got tons of different flavored waters and somebody to hand you out water different flavors different infusions things that are meant for wellness though you know what i mean with different herbs different vitamins in it because a lot of people don't like to drink water and how can we make water fun how can we still entertain your energy through water that's mixing it with some herbs mixing with some vitamins after you run you know your muscles hurt the brain feels foggy tired so how can we energize you to feel good after a long run you know and if it's infused water then that's what i'm doing too oh that's, that's, that's so good you cover the whole spectrum of everything that you do it ain't just alcohol but you cover everybody the kids the healthy the health nuts you cover the alcoholics you cover everybody in yeah. between so that is so alcoholics. <laughs> you ain't tapping into i create if you have not gotten you know booked a bartender what's up Wait, you know what I'm saying? Rennie Low, something wrong with you. So if you're in the San Diego area, you're in the Southern California area, I need y'all to tap in. We're going to have her give her information so y'all can get with her. So I got like, we're we going to wrap it up in a, in a minute, but we got, uh, I got another valid question I got to ask. Like, if you have never seen um, the, the gentleman that like interviews the, uh, the actors and stuff like that, and he asked them at the end, he says, hey, if, if, you know, if you believe in heaven and you was going to heaven and God met you at the pearly gates, what would you want them to say, bro? Our question is, if you believe in heaven and you believe in God, and God met you at the pearly gates, what would you not want him to say to Rennie Edwards? Not want him to say? Yeah. Not, what would you not want God to say to you? Um, I want him to ask me, I don't want him to ask me why I stole that candy bar out the store when I still had the money to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All the young kleptomaniacs, man. I ain't mad at you. I'd had a few things in my pockets in my day, you know what I mean? You, you hey, you know, I feel like he was just sit there calling me, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to see if I could just do it. But I don't want him to ask me about that time because I feel so bad. You was like Pookie on the candy bar. You was really like it. So this is what we got to do, though. Like, we got to have you back because we cannot leave with, like, what happened. So we got some good content. But we got to have you back because we got to make sure we do it right. We got to give you your platform so people can see, people can hear you. We're going to download the content we got, edit it, make sure it pop. We're going to have it on. going to be on all the audio, all the all podcasts for the audio, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. You know what I mean? So, because, uh, like, I, I heard somebody in your family you know what I'm saying? If you steal, if you lie, you steal, and if you steal, you a kill. Who used to say that to y'all? Oh God! Um, one, hold on, my grand. Your grand. It'll be like, hey, if you lie, you steal, baby. What's up? Yeah, okay. I, I love hey. that lady. 
Okay, she's she the one that kept me. Yes, she used she to is. call my dad. My dad's yes. name is Eugene, but she always called him Greeno. You know, because she Greeno. felt like, and that's what I didn't let y'all know. A big, a big part of my success is to my dad. You know, my my other side of the family is business owners. So growing up, my dad actually had a like a self-service copy shop right in the middle of the hood, and we had the post office mm -hmm. in there. And so that I, I I didn't get the opportunity to hang out when I wasn't in sports. I was in the shop working, so that's where a lot of my peers saw me. You know, they already know my background is that way, so they already know when I'm coming, it's it's official for sure. And so you know, I got that. My drive comes from my father showing me how to work hard. Me and him got the same birthday, so we got the same yeah. due diligence. And just watching him stay humble during all this time is what helps me move forward. Your daddy was like the Black Kinkos. <laughs> he was, but that's what they called it. <laughs> On Euclid and Division, right there in the middle of Lincoln Park. So my dad was so the, the Black, Black Kinkos. Especially their daughter, some positive so they can have something to hold on to and attach to and be great. You know what I mean? So like that that was like a shout, shout out to the hard workers, the work that you put in to be great at what you do. So let the people know where they can reach you in Southern California of anybody. Are you gonna start like franchising this, making this national? What you gonna do with I, I create marketing? You know what I'm saying? It's like I feel like it could work anywhere. And I feel like you will be a dope person to like pattern a business after. And we know like if if somebody doing it, they got it from I create marketing. Well, first what can of they all, find you? Uh, can't nobody do it because I create marketing is copyrighted. So if you try to do it, you're gonna get watch it. But outside of that, you watch know, it. I do just plan on getting it. This is about me. You know, this is about my energy and my willing to serve. So I I don't want to franchise, but I definitely plan on after all this is said and done, after I didn't met all my goals and did what I was supposed to do, my ultimate way to go out is to have my own Black-owned bar school, bartender school. I want to train young Black influencers, maybe not even Black, just anybody who's interested in this type of industry. I want to train them on how to do it right. It's a way to go about this, you know what I'm saying? And it's a way to show people how to be responsible. And that's what I want to do. I want to have my own school. Salute to that. I know Chicago and Arizona will welcome you at open arms. So if somebody said, hey, I saw you on the podcast and I, I see the business, I heard about what you do. I want to pay for you to come to Chicago. I'll fly you in, get all your materials and everything you need. Would that be something you're willing to do? Would you fly across the country and bring I create to other places like that? Because if you're already holding down Southern Cal, would you like would you would you like move the business in that direction? So if you ain't franchise, and would you do it like that? Yeah, because I create is still a marketing company. So I'm here to promote ideas. I'm here to help you bring those ideas to life. I'm here to offer you some things. You know, one of my biggest um, you know, kind of influences will be my friend Serena Monet. She is a comedian out of Chicago. You know what I mean? So me and her being up late talking about different ideas and her implementing some of the things that I said to her and making herself a mogul. I'm really proud of that, that my ideas can go a long way. Go ahead and look her up. I didn't been to Chicago. We didn't we didn't been to Gary and had some comedy shows up there. I didn't been out I, I've been out there to see how y'all get down. So 
if y'all need more of me and you need some fresh ideas if you stuck and just don't know hey, what man. to do then that's what i'm here for i'm here to bring that energy and help you tap into your own crowd and your audience and how to reel them in and keep them long term because you know that's what it's about that long term is what keeps the money coming exactly and that's what that's what like we got to get people to understand especially people in our community we so used to getting fast money we don't look at the long game we don't look at 10 15 20 years down the line about about like how we gonna like sustain having money and what we gonna do with that money for the generations that's after you know what i mean so what would be your advice to some like some young black girls that want to do up, other than a job a traditional nine to five or having a traditional nine to five and then chasing your dream what would be your advice to them my advice would be to just go with what you know you know and go match your career path based upon who you are as an individual what you like to do what you see is creating an outcome for you you know when you talk to your friends do they feel like they confide in you and want to keep coming to you boom how can you come up with an idea that's going to get you money off of that you know when you go to work and you're always on time and you're getting recognized boom how can you create some money off of you just being on time you know just using what you got to get what you want is what i would encourage and what i would recommend and that's exactly what we're doing here we're using what we got to give people what they want and that, and that's basically like like any, the blueprint to any good like like you know company like you're doing your own thing or like like a self-made person i'm pretty sure a lot of people would tell you that you know you use your work which is your nine to five to fund your dream so you go to work to fund you how to health benefits and all that stuff but you use that to fund the dream that you want because eventually your dream is going to become a reality so like you got the i create you know what i'm saying like enhance your experience you know what I'm saying uh enhance your energy <laughs> you got all that so we thank you for rocking with us on the cigar bar we're gonna definitely have you back but we definitely appreciate you coming from a different perspective as a woman a woman from the west coast you know what i'm saying you about that holding it down you don't see walk for us you don't put it on you know what i'm saying i feel like you know you was like a a, a fresh breeze something different you know what i'm saying and it was an honor and a privilege to have you on and we appreciate it. so like give people your your yeah. info how they can reach you and like we're gonna make sure people gonna be on it for you like that, that somebody in the comments say stay focused and stay strong they want to learn like you you touch people already so how can they reach you give me your socials and everything like that all right guys well my name is remy i'm out here in the 619 you can definitely follow me on instagram i create marketing that's eye dot create marketing mktg um, you know, we're, we're building up our Facebook right now, but I get a lot of influence on, on Instagram. We got reels and stuff. You can also reach me on my email. You know what I mean? I create marketing at gmail.com. Call me. I'm open. Like hit me up. I'll be up all night, you know? Um, but honestly, what's going to happen is you'll see more of me. You're going to see me more touching more people. And I do want to shout out y'all. Thank you so much to Garbar for having me. It's been a great time. Thank you for letting me tell my story and touch more people. I'm excited to be here, and I can't wait to see more of you guys. Okay. Awesome. Now. Bro, we got to pin it to the page where people are asking about our info, so we going to pin it to the page for them so they can see and they can reach out to you. So definitely, y'all reach out. Coach, what you got for us, baby? Hey, before you go, I got another little segment called Truth or False. I'm going to give you a story. I want to see if you can tell this story actually happened or it didn't. I'm going to give you a story. So here we go. The year is 1998, 1996. 
me, my fellow co-host Kevin, Kevo, we are in Crystal Lake. We had a basketball team. <laughs> we have another friend of ours named Stephen Thomas. Shout out to Steve, man. Shout out to Steve. So we're getting ready to leave and go to our last game, our last game of the tournament. Before we leave, we're all standing outside, making sure we got a body count with everybody. So our coach, Charles Redman, cheers the coach. Cheers the coach Red. He comes outside, and in his voice, I'm going to give you his voice. He says, who's in room 221? So everybody looking around, and he's like, Yoshi. That's what we call Steve, Yoshi. They're like, Yoshi? He's like, you been making phone calls on that goddamn phone? You been making phone calls on that phone? We get back in town. I want my goddamn money. I want my money. And he was like shaking his hand and then walk off. He would go, and then walk off. You know what I'm saying? So I just want you to know, I want to know from you, do you think that this altercation actually, actually happened? With this young man and his coach that was telling him that he wants his money back for the uh, long distance phone calls he made in the hotel room while we were there at Crystal Lake uh, enjoying, not the Crystal Lake with Mike, uh, with uh, Jason Boyes, by the way, but we were enjoying um, this uh, this interaction with him and our coach at this camp where we were at for basketball. Shout out to Robust97, you feel me? Oh, yes, sir. oh man, this is a tough one. But you think false. I think it's false. I mean, the coach probably was mad because he really was making phone calls. But I don't think he wanted his money back because how are you going to get his money back from a kid? He going to get ask his parents. <laughs> the parents oh, is going to tell him, well, why the hell did you put Why did you put him in that room with that phone? But, you know, I don't know. What is it? So so your, your answer is that is a made-up story. We'll have a story for everything all night. Randy, we love you. We appreciate you. We're going to definitely have you back. We thank you for the for everything. I create marketing. I E-Y-E dot uh, create marketing. M-K-T-G dot org or dot com. Just dot com. Hit me on Instagram, y'all. Loren, Remy, you know, Remy, 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 low five, Remy underscore low five, R-E-M-Y underscore L-O-F-I. That's my personal page. I'll give you more information there and then hit me on my Instagram, eye.createmktgmarketing. And that's just that. Whatever you need, I got you. I'll be back with y'all. Just let me know. And I really appreciate y'all. I got a whole nother segment I got to do. So y'all stay black. All right. Really. They love you. Cheers, God. sis. Love you. Let's say God, Bob. We out of here. You did. Bye. Bye.